Not me. Those those other people. I don't do that, obviously. But yeah, other right, people right. do that. You know, because they're not obeying mm-hmm. the rules. I obey the rules, and other people might just get a bit too casual about. You know, friends come round. You're going to be like, "Fuck it, come in. Anybody, please come in my house and speak to me." <laughs> you know what I mean? Good evening, Ben. How are you doing? I'm all right, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right, yeah. <laughs> bored. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm fucking bored. Been buying t-shirts. T-shirts with words on. <laughs> or like band t-shirts, like I'm in some kind of midlife yeah. crisis. You know, I know that. I, haven't, I didn't buy any band t-shirts, but I did copy you and buy some Merc. Merc. Yeah. Merc. Things with words on, because there's so many now with unofficial things that I just hint at what they're actually branding. Yeah, I'm going to buy my niche reference t-shirt, yeah. Yeah, very, yeah. I, 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 that was a thing. I was trying to get the right balance of niche. There was some that were just so niche, and I was like, I would love to have that, but that's just too much. You know, like such... Too ob- much niche. Obscure references. You know, where it's like logos of restaurants from fictional TV series like Simpsons or something. Yes. I was like, that's probably too much. But you actually went and were even more obscure and have a fictional restaurant from a podcast... Which I'm impressed, with. Mince, yeah. I'm impressed with. Yeah. I'm impressed, personally impressed with. Very good. Yeah. What was it? It's Slossers. Slossers, that was it. I, was, I couldn't even remember it myself. I was hoping you'd say it. Yeah, Slossers it was. Yeah, Slossers like meaty goods or whatever it says. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very funny bit. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I like that. Uh, it's good. I don't know. Yeah, well, we're all fucking bored, aren't we? Yeah. Got to find, figure out a way of spending money on boring, sh- just, stupid yeah. shit to try and. Yeah, I don't know why. That's what I'm doing constantly. I'm surrounded by little toys. Actual toys as well. <clears throat> what were we, t- what were we uh, talking about today? Uh, we're talking about the lockdown and the exit out of lockdown, the roadmap. Uh, Boris has often said that it's an irreversible exit, and I am hoping that it will be. Okay, good. Is there going to be a little monologue for that as well? Yep, monologue. One, two, three, four. I don't want to alarm anyone, but I'm starting to feel a little bit optimistic. Just a little bit. Dangerous, I know. We have some hope to cling on to now, though. Things are returning to some sense of normality. Sweet, sweet normality. It's been really nice seeing people out and about these last two weeks. Shopping, eating, drinking, laughing, living their lives. Doing things that used to feel ordinary, normal. It's strange to feel optimistic. I spent months wishing my life away, looking forward to being released from lockdown. Lockdown for me has been hellish at times. At worst, it's been, you know, taking me beyond breaking point, shall we say. 
yeah, it was necessary, wasn't it? Indisputably, it was necessary. It may be necessary again. It can't be ruled out completely. I know that, even though I hate to think about it. For weeks now, a single word's been ringing around my brain. Irreversible. 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 It's got a kind of unequivocal quality to it, hasn't it? It's a word that the Prime Minister has used repeatedly when referring to the cautious but irreversible roadmap out of lockdown. Come on, Boris, don't cock-tease me. Irreversible. 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 That underpins the entire cautious nature of the roadmap out of lockdown. And actually, I don't believe we should rush to bring it forward. The vaccine programme's going from success to success, but it's still patient to be wise and put up with the infringement on our ability to live our lives just that bit longer, so we're in a strong position when we are set free. The lifting of lockdown restriction comes as deaths from the disease plummet. Over 33 million people in the UK have received at least one dose of a coronavirus vaccine. Over 11 million people have received second doses. We're consistently delivering more than 300,000 second doses a day. All nine priority groups have been vaccinated. Also, there was no rise in cases caused by reopening schools, which is very good news. So the government should stick to one message now. The vaccinations are working. Get yourself vaccinated. Continue to follow the guidance because we're nearly there. Now is the time for optimism after a miserable fucking year. Just to be clear, I'm not a COVID sceptic. Got nearly 130,000 deaths so far in the UK. That's pretty devastating and conclusive. This is a deadly disease. The COVID sceptics have been proven consistently wrong. Time and time again. They're wrong on false positives. They're wrong when they push the idea that most people were dying with COVID rather than from it. Utter bunkum. Throughout the pandemic, the Office for National Statistics has shown the percentage of people who died with COVID, where COVID was the primary cause. In November, for example, this was 90%. So it's not all sunshine and lollipops. Still, the word rings in my ears. Irreversible, irreversible, cautious, but irreversible. If and when a third wave comes, it should not be anything like about as previous waves thanks to the vaccines. Barring a vaccine-resistant variant letting rip, we should not have to go to a full-scale national lockdown again. Instead, the government and its advisers should be on hand to explain why, to an extent, a rise in cases and indeed deaths are expected, but tolerable as long as cases are manageable and the health service is coping, which, again, it should, thanks to the success of the vaccine programme. Israel should inspire hope. There are hardly any COVID-19 infections there anymore because vaccines work. And we're going to have to learn to live with the risk, not out of indifference to suffering or the false dichotomy between economy and public health, but out of acceptance as essentially inhumane and unrealistic to continue the cycle of lockdown and lifting indefinitely. Where does it end? Because end it must. There's an epidemic of mental health issues, there's a rise in domestic violence and child abuse, backlog in criminal court cases, increase in unemployment, poverty and homelessness amount to a social disaster. Most local councils, many already at breaking point financially, have reported increased numbers of people needing help for homelessness. They warn that poor households will face disaster unless support is extended beyond the pandemic. And all the while, the government gets a little too used to its new powers, as do the police, and it's going to be very difficult to wrestle them out of its hands. Now, except a cautious roadmap for the health and safety of the nation, but we must aim to make this exit out of lockdown irreversible. COVID-19 is a long-term challenge and government policy must be sustainable. This hellish cycle of locking down and opening up again isn't, not in the long term.
Martin. I wish I could do voices and accents and be amusing like that, but <laughs> think of weird shit that he thinks of. Sorry, stopping the flow. Yeah. Go. I mean, you you can't do accents, can you? So. No, at all. <clears throat> <laughs> Not even. I don't think if you said to do my accent, I'd be able to do it. I would do, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, you're doing it now. <laughs> yeah. You're doing a pretty good job. Yeah, true. But if you asked me to do an impression of myself, I'd probably get it wrong. I don't know what that means. How would that work? <laughs> <laughs> All right, back on subject. So we've just been, you've just done, we're, so we're talking about monologue. I'm sorry, we're talking about monologue. We're talking about the lockdown, talking yeah. about uh, coming out of lockdown and uh, your, your, your um, firmly held belief or your firmly held <laughs> opinion, conviction that, <laughs> yeah. that, 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 that it must be irreversible. Yeah. Yeah, firmly held conviction. How's, how, how, yes, how strong, how strong and firm is that com- uh, conviction? Well, in the, in the article when I wrote it, it was quite firm and fairly strong. Well, I, I, I tried to work from a foundation of uncertainty by and 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 make it clear that I'm not some kind of lunatic who thinks it's not a problem. Um, I probably, in retrospect, um, in looking back, would have liked to. Have, added something along the lines of, you know, they do understand that if if it literally does have a third wave where it's killing a lot of people and the NHS can't cope, then obviously I'm not saying that there shouldn't be measures brought in. Uh, it's not I'm not as certain as, as that. I'm just thinking that uh, with a vaccinated population, we should be optimistic that the next wave will not be uh, as severe as, as the last. Uh, or the one before that, <clears throat> yeah. and we should be therefore. Uh, well, I don't want to say hesitant; it's not really the word, right word. But the bumps in the data are bound to happen, and you don't want to overreact to them. I mean, if it's very clear pattern, then like you know, we would have to do something. But I, th- I think this cycle of lockdowns and and opening up is is it just can't go on. Forever, can it? The basically is what I'm saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, so, but what we're talking about is, is, um, therefore, is getting used to a certain amount of, you know, deaths, right? Um, I mean, um, case cases were all pretty comfortable with. I assume I don't think anybody's like just got anything against COVID just for the sake of it. I think it's the it's the the court it's the, it's the impact of COVID, like the deaths, right? So yeah. or, or or the hospital numbers going up. But but I th- if we've got to be like, we are talking about being comfortable with a certain amount of deaths from COVID. Um, well, if it, it, it could be an out, this could still be an outbreak in the winter that's as bad as flu is, which would be quite yeah. bad. But we put up with that. Um, but that's quite a difficult conversation to start having, isn't it? And not a conversation that I'm particularly comfortable having either. Well, no, um, that's the thing. and it's quite hard to hard to say, you know, as a society and who speaks for society is one thing, I guess. Um, um, as a society, how 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 many deaths I'll be comfortable with in order to like retain our freedoms? Um, yeah, because no one's talking when they know when you talk about how yeah I'm comfortable with this 
many or whatever if you said yeah well a few hundred you yeah know, like 50 if it, you're not talking about your own nan or gran or older brother or uncle or whatever are you? you're not talking about your dad you're talking about other people i don't know <laughs> really so you, digits yeah so when you read articles about it, you know, i have read articles talk having this discussion and often says the kind of cliched phrase probably use it myself at some point <laughs> that we need to have a national conversation about this when you think about it it doesn't mean anything that does it because how do you have a national conversation about anything it's not just a, it's just another the government will have a conversation with itself about what it will do there's no national conversation yeah. really it, it doesn't it doesn't it's make quite- any sense. how do you have a conversation about it yeah but it is the, it, it, when you look at the, the, the certain level of tolerance from deaths from quite a few other diseases and, and diseases that are contagious including flu or in earlier decades, AIDS, and, you know... It, it, it's, they did, yes, but they haven't come in in this, in this way, have they, during this age of, like, mass uh, information. I think that's the thing, isn't it? Yeah, and that, that, um, that, that makes it very hard for the government to respond. And often the government's misjudged the public mood because there's a lot of uh, conservatives who have a fantasy about liberal Britain and then find that... Well, at least in in polling and in, in in opinion polling and focus groups, people aren't really very liberal at all in in this country. They're quite happy with uh, authoritarianism of them no. to a certain degree, yeah. to a certain degree of, of of you know not not true authoritarianism, but they you know they always endorse a lockdown. And you know when it comes to quite a lot of different issues, they're not not wholly a liberal population just yet. Anyway. Um, well, neither is the government either. Well, yeah, far from it. Exactly, trying to trying to reflect that. I think, and uh, you know, but we 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 would expect there to be a resurgence of it in the winter, uh, and it could be it could be bad as flu is if we uh, say we have no restrictions, like there wasn't much flu around last year. Then, but you know, there will be again this winter, and and there will be COVID nineteen as well. But if there's a fully vaccinated population, it's going to be a very interesting ex- uh, experiment to see. How how it reacts when we've all when most of the population is vaccinated, it mo- surely must basically increase the threshold from where we we uh, start to bring in restrictions on people's lives when when people have had have the vaccine and expect to be able to get on with their lives to a certain degree. I don't know what what legacy measures will be in to mask wearing or some degree of social distancing. I'm not sure. Those are the kind of things maybe you should return to first if there's some kind of resurgence before you start closing everything. But, you know, where do you draw the line? It's, you know, who am I to draw the line? I, I, I couldn't, I don't know. Again, it's it's coming back from, you deconstruct an article and have to say, you know, I'm not quite as certain as it, sound, as it sounds. You try and argue, make a point with a certain amount of conviction, but, you know, at the end of the day, I'm just a guy behind a desk you know, wondering <laughs> these things, you know. <laughs> One of the things I think about with this kind of, you know, return to normality and how, you know, they talk about uh, like a cautious but irreversible um, return. Yeah. And I wonder like how, um, you know, because those words, cautious and, and, you know, they talk about like trying to retain certain aspects like social distancing and and mask wearing in some instances. Mm. They don't marry up to like how people were uh, like behave, do they? No, not at all. Um, especially, you know, like well, uh, and you know, I 
you know, people passed like huge amounts of judgment on like kids going out into the parks yeah. as soon as they were allowed to. And, you know, everyone, you know, all over each other, no social distancing, leaving loads of litter. Yeah. And all like, you know, that was the thing, wasn't it? A yeah, few weeks ago. Um, and I just wonder when they're talking about this, yeah, this cautious approach, whether they, whether they understand and that they actually expect that, that that will not happen. Um, and whether what they're actually trying to do is like damage limitation by, but you know, saying these words, will it just like make it slightly less? Yeah. And sometimes it just feels like, but but, but then what you know, I guess what I'm trying to say is that that that, that they talk about in this kind of cautious and measured way, and then people don't do that because people aren't like that. People don't, especially now there's a day where back into there's normality. No they they explode back in. June the 21st and, is now and, freedom and, day. And, isn't and, it? Freedom yeah. Day. Well, yeah. Ex- well, exactly. Yeah. That's, June twenty first could be Freedom Day. I would expect day. that day um, to, or whatever is the next day, I guess, um, to be fucking mental. Um, but what? But what? But what happens though is like the government put out this message, and then when people do go ahead and just be normal and. Yeah you know do 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 fucked up things everyone's all like up in arms and so well no this is what people would were, were bound to do yeah um um and we all get to be like up up have an uproar about it it's like are you kidding me kids the kids are gonna go to the park and like you know cause a load of shit of course they are they're fucking kids like you see the footage from israel where they're all in the streets celebrating and it's like that's that's what it's gonna be like when it gets to that point yeah. where they're saying this is it, it's over on June the twenty first or the second next day, or for weeks yeah. after, people are going to go mental. You know, people are going to go out because you're going to go able to go out. You know, in theory, if the you know if if they're literally saying no restrictions, as that's what it says at the moment, uh, then that means you can go to the pub whenever you want. Let me you know. You can just go out and do things normally. People are going to do that because they've been desperate to do that for a long time. Mm. So yeah, that's going to be interesting because that's going to be a real a real test. Uh, to see how the vaccine... And they'll go back up. to doing all those things that people do. Like, people get in fights. People, like, you know, they, yeah. they, they get arrested. <laughs> this is why, you know, all of the dirty things of society that we've been hiding over the past year, they will come back. Yeah. And But they're not, like, they're, they are they are part of the fabric of society. That's just how people behave. Yeah. Um, and I just feel like it's, like, it's going to be a, yeah. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. Let's get out there. Not have a fight. Just well, yeah, have a good time. Yeah. No fights. <clears throat> uh, yeah. Anyway, um, and then there was that. You know, there was that poll, wasn't there, about um, just talking about distrust of like other people. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, how other people would reintegrate? Public opinion about them. So it was a question of, do you think other people will obey the rules, and then will you obey the rules? And everyone was like, Yeah, I'll, I'll obey the rules. It's, so it's other people that weren't. By a really big margin yeah. as well. I can't remember the exact percentage, and I've been too lazy to uh, find it. But uh, yeah, that's that's the thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'll obey the rules. When I, I, I when as soon as things are, every rule relaxes, I relax a lot more and beyond the, what they're asking me to. Because like a lot of people, like you know, the whole guy. I always thought the garden, letting people in the garden, is a real test because that's when people start going fuck it, come in the house. Not me. Those those other people. I don't do that, obviously. But yeah, other right, people right. do that, you know, because they're not obeying mm-hmm. the rules. I obey the rules, and other people might just get a bit too casual about, you know, friends come round. You're gonna be like, "Fuck it, come in. Anybody, please come in my house and speak to me." <laughs> you know what I mean? That's, <laughs> so that if there's no bump in the data from, it'd be interesting to see the data reflect the um, on that uh, the effects of lifting that restriction because I think that's a pretty big one. Mm. 
I mean, lots of people don't have gardens, I guess is one thing. Uh, well, that's another <laughs> thing, isn't it? Um, then you those people... Check your fucking privilege, you garden cunt. So, yes, yeah, sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's true, though. That's another <laughs> point, though. Then they, they will want to take advantage of other uh, restrictions being lifted, to get, and they want to get out and about because they've been in their, a flat or a house without a garden for a long time. So, yeah, they, they'll just straight up to the park or pub or whatever the fuck is open mm. now. They'll be out there. They want to get out of their flat or, yeah. Sorry, place without a garden. I've got a garden. (laughs) Sorry if you haven't got one. (laughs) Get the garden. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. We've kind of gone off on a weird tangent there. Um, Unsurprising. Yeah. Um, I think. Yeah. It's Bob, but it's boring, isn't it? It's done. Oh, God, surely it's got to be this whole weird life experience has got to end at some point. There's got to be some kind of end. I know that they keep saying those, like, yeah, what I was going to say about those the footage from Israel where people are dancing and shouting. I can't remember which scientific advisor for the government it was said that yeah, that basically that sort of thing will not happen. There'll be no end celebration like it's V Day, and it wasn't, yeah, you know, it wasn't quite V Day, but. You know what I mean? There will be, <laughs> because that's just what it will be. There like. will be, yeah, of course there will, yeah. So, well, it's like when they, they when they brought in the last lockdown, you know, the kids like fucking out in the streets the night the, the night of the, the the lockdown was put in place, like getting fucked up and <laughs> yeah, exactly. rubbing up against each other. Yeah. 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 Well, you know. So, it's the last time they can possibly do it. Uh, it's going to be more, it will be much more difficult to bring a, a lockdown back in after saying after after lifting everything and the length of time it's been and and the success of the vaccines going to you know of the rollout the rollout program and if they keep start championing the success of the vaccines and then to say oh, you know we've got to lock down again is is a more diff- difficult political decision i think i'm sure they'll be more hesitant but we shall see <clears throat> make no predictions you know I was after the yeah. uh, I mean, they have. They have to. They will have to. If the numbers dictate, they will have to. Yeah. Politically, it would be difficult, but politically, it would be difficult to resist it as well. Yeah. If numbers, are, uh, if it looks like the NHS is going to be overwhelmed again, then they will have to yeah. lock down before that happens. Um, if you know, if the death rates get above my acceptable rate, <laughs> or you know, John Smith's acceptable rate, whoever decides that what the acceptable rate is, then they will have to. Yeah, and they've got all kinds of new tools. We'll, that- uh, we'll, and we, we as a society should. <laughs> uh, then that's the other thing, isn't it? It's, we we do like to like make in these instances. It's like, well, we like the government to make this decision for us because really, it's not a decision we want to make ourselves. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but if the government wasn't there, we would we would probably you know take that decision ourselves to to, to decide to stay in and for the sake of good reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah, wouldn't, if we? It, wouldn't yeah, you? Yeah, if it gets severe again, which we really it, 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 we hope it doesn't, obviously, but you know, and it shouldn't really if the vaccines are successful as they seem to be. But um, yeah, if it if it does get severe, they they will go again, and the, the government's got all kinds of tools in its box, which is not gonna readily give up anytime soon so yep what are those tools you like the what you what you what you got your eye on in there what's your what's your eye on in there you got some kind of lusty eye on the tools they're using what's yeah, that well, I've, I've just this is an axe this is a lego axe i'm just looking nice that's, that's one of the tools. <laughs> maybe that's how it slipped into my head it's one of the uh, tools in the box it's like an axe if you will 
Yeah, we should axe the fucking lockdown. That's what we should do. Right, that's the end. Oh, of it. nice. There we go. All right. Is that that's the end of that yeah. bit? So we can stop talking about lockdown. Yeah. Now? All right. <clears throat> Good. Yeah, I wanted to. Uh, I thought it might be fun to talk about this thing because it's just been fun listening to your experience of it over the past well months. It's not. It's only quite recent, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so, so it's you know obviously you you've like we've talked about on the podcast uh, the past few times um, where you you know you've had you've had your your kind of mental problems <laughs> <laughs> to, put, to, put, to put it to put it bluntly. Yeah. I couldn't think of a better way of saying it. Well, I could, you know, mental um, health issues. <laughs> you've, yes. you've had some issues arising. <laughs> from you know a disturbed past <laughs> and and um but, but obviously lockdown like like many people have, have had experienced um you know there's been it's been very tough for many people and i didn't have know, a good no time playing lockdown and and then i just decided yeah. to go crazy yeah we get to get the weird. recent one has been quite yes the recent one has been quite hard um um, but you, you, you have been trying to, uh, oh man, I can't think about, uh, turn a new leaf. Sorry, that sounds horrible. <laughs> turn it, try and try, try and turn a new leaf or try and return yourself into like a, your, your back into your more sane yes, way of living. Stable, so you're trying to, to, you know, to give up some, yeah, try to phase off some of the vices and try and adopt some of the more like, uh, exactly. you know, normal day to day things. And part of that, um, when we've been talking has been, um, Starting to play this video game. Yep. So the video game is called uh, Disco Elysium. Yeah, it's been quite funny because obviously it's just something to occupy your mind. But I mean, I've played <laughs> the game a little bit as well now from you when you've been speaking about it, and it's quite funny that that would be a thing that somebody would use to try and return yeah. to normality. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Because uh, yeah, it's a role playing game, um, and. That's my thing, role-playing games, especially isometric view, in-depth role-playing games with text, old school. And that's what it is. I think it's been around It's been around for a couple of years, I think, and I only just came across it just before, luckily. They released a sort of Final Cut expanded edition director's cut sort of thing with all extra features and uh, fully voice uh, cast. It, and it's set in a totally fictional world. You're a detective. Um, and so... I read a bit about it, so I was like, oh, that sounds weird. Nothing really prepares you for it, I have to say. Um, and I think the first thing I'd mentioned it to is that I'd read a review and someone said something about, oh, you can be a really good detective or you can be a sort of McNulty type, you know, from The Wire. So I was like, oh, that, that sounds great. Yeah. You know, I'm just going to be like this pissed <laughs> detective. That sounds brilliant. Um, but it was... I don't know if... I mean, I haven't played it as much maybe as the person reviewing it, but... I don't know if he remembers The Wire, but... I mean, McNulty in that was a bit of a loser, but it was sort of a cool character. In this game, you just sort of play this pitiful loser who's a drunk, who's got amnesia, he got so drunk and took so many drugs that he doesn't really know what the fuck is going on. And they, I think the most interesting thing about it was I was playing it for a little while, and then I'd, I'd tried to, to share my stats around and put... There's one category of statistics called Psyche, which I put all quite low in. And I didn't quite understand what I'm doing at the time, but that affects like your morale, and you have this. So you have a health meter and a morale meter. 
So the most fascinating thing about it was when I'd played it for a couple of hours and then I was set back about an hour's worth of game time because I suddenly had a game over screen, which I wasn't expecting. And the game over screen came from these morale drop controller. And I'd said something in a, in a conversation and then sort of felt humiliated that it was game over, not because I died, but because I had a nervous breakdown and ended up living in a bridge, <laughs> or living under a bridge, drinking and shouting at people. So I was like, yeah, but it is a bit interesting to, for me to be cheering up and calming down by re- playing a role-playing game in which I play a drunk, out, unstable fucking loser. <laughs> but it's yeah. very, very funny, though. It's kind of, you know, playing it late at night and I've played, it's quite fascinating and play, get, played it for a few hours and it's laughing a lot, but it's kind of, it's just sort of depressing. And I don't feel depressed when playing it, but it's <laughs> like, it's maybe feel, feel bad, but it's weird playing this really depressing atmosphere, depressing character. It's it's, it's been quite, quite calming effects on me, I think, actually. I've enjoyed it and... Yeah, it's funny to look at. I think that's what I'd be like if I was a, detect- a detective, actually. Just playing not this heroic idea of myself as a detective, but yeah, you'd probably be just a fucking idiot. Boom. That's <laughs> good game. Yeah. But, but yes, I mean, but would you be quite as, like, schizophrenic as, yeah, as, exactly. as this game? <laughs> like, the exchange of... Yeah, the, if yeah, you're the, playing it late, yeah, let's just, if you've, you've told me you've played it late at night while you're sort of monged out and yeah, near, have, near yeah. asleep, and that yeah. is very, really... It does get surreal. Like, you have these voices talking back at you and, you know, trying to convince you one way or the other, and then... Uh, it, and it's all the statistics playing out. It's all this mathematical game of the statistics you pick playing out, out of your control. Yeah. But that's like the narrative you hear. So it's a story being told to you. But yeah, all through this. Yeah, you have all of these yeah components of your yeah psyche that are like that, and yeah, obviously like depending on your personality type, some parts of it would be more dominant than exactly, others. Exactly. Yeah. That's- but then, but then one thing I find interesting is in it, or like disturbing or unsettling actually, is when you're in certain situations and then there's like a new voice that comes in. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, a, I mean, it's, it's all actually the same voice. It's the, in terms of the voice actor, it's yeah. the same guy, and he's really good. But but it's just suddenly like this new kind of like element which comes in who hasn't spoken very much. And it'll be like your kind of like rage instinct yeah. or like the Inland, em- the yeah. Inland Empire. Yeah. Is that what it's? Yeah. That's what it's like. Yeah. Unusual. Which is suddenly just kind of cut through and it's like, oh, it's very, very unsettling. Um, and yeah, it is. It's very, very like, yeah. It is, I feel like it's it's what it might feel like to be schizophrenic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's when it gets really dark. That is what it's like. And then, you know, there's parts where... Uh, there's part of your character design called conceptualization as part of your... And that led to me at one point having a few minutes where I was just sort of commenting and having an inner narrative about some graffiti on a wall. And there's just nothing... Oh, yes, there. yeah, that's one it's of the... It's very strange. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's... And, uh, but it's all the situations you get in where you've always you've never got the upper hand in any any of the situations I've been in so far. You're always begging. For, for, it's, you're always in this kind of pathetic mm. position, very unusual position to be in in a game where ordinarily you you know become like a invulnerable fucking hero or villain or whatever you want to be in these types of games. Yeah. So where so where where is your character now? Where where are you up to? What, That's what's, what I think. What, like, what's so coming the last thing that happened, and I played a little bit before we we before we started recording, which is actually why I was a bit late as usual. Um, the last thing in the game which says it all really was was I went back to the hotel that I woke up in and 
didn't have enough money to pay and begged the guy to let me stay the night and then tried to use my authority to say, well, I'm a police officer, so let me stay. And he's just like, no. And that's it. So I don't know what the fuck happens next. <laughs> oh, and the next thing I was thinking of running, because you're investigating a, a murder or a lynching, and I've rammed the corpse into a fridge now to keep it preserved for the investigation. I think the next thing I'm going to oh. do is go there and take its boots to wear. So it's, yeah, it's an boots unusual one. Yeah, you can take the boots off the corpse and wear them, apparently. Oh, right, yes. Yeah. And yeah, you, and you do things like you, you buy alcohol and put it in your hand and you'll just continually drink it, uh, smoking cigarettes. Yeah. It's a very fun game. It's very weird. Also, I should say it's beautiful as well because it's all, it looks like a It paper. is, yeah. So it's all yeah, it's a watercolor thing yeah. going on with it, isn't it? It's a very old fashioned. Yeah, I I I definitely reveled in the the first one of the first tasks, which was go and buy a packet of cigarettes <laughs> and smoke the packet of cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> like as a as a as somebody who well, quit like six six months ago. Was <laughs> last time I had a cig, yeah. I was a heavy smoker. You know, heavy smoker before that, and um, yeah, that that I did actually get quite a lot of pleasure from <laughs> <Yeah>. doing. <laughs> I get so, yeah, let's get that. Let's get them six. All the role-playing games, I always drink. It's like, yeah, get drunk, harmless, harmless drinking. Initially, yeah, you wake up in, in the first part of the game is your first few tasks of finding your clothes that just scattered all over the place because you, you pissed. We were pissed up the the night before yeah. or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I was just reveling in that almost immediately. It's like this is a very unusual place to start from a game. I'm already loving it. Yeah, bit close to the burn sometimes. Good, <laughs> good. Well, um, I'm gonna, yeah, we're gonna play play a bit from the game as well. Play some of the some of the monologue to get pe- people to, to to understand a bit. And I'm gonna I'll put some music underneath it that yep. I will make. Okay. Don't know why I did that. That's uh, move on. There is nothing, only warm primordial blackness. Your conscious ferments in it, no larger than a single grain of malt. You don't have to do anything anymore. Ever. Never, ever. No matter time passes. An awareness creeps up on you. A mass lies hidden in your dead angle. Soaking in some lurid acidic sauce. It's bloated and shameful of all of me surrounding you. This is a terrible line of questioning. And it will only lead to more awareness of the meat thing. Ex-love. Extenderness. It is foolish of you to resurface to the loss. Not after all the damage you've suffered to get here. Some of it irreversible. Stay. Sail with me through the abyss of allergic sun. You wouldn't like it if I told you what was back there. Why do you think you had your bludgeon yourself into oblivion? Did you not sense yourself marinating? Poured so much over yourself. Got a bit carried away, did we, Chef?
there's this giant ball there in evil apes. And the evil apes are juking it out on the ball. You're one of them. It's basically all just evil apes juking it out on a giant ball. Good. Should we round up then? Is there anything we want to like tease for future episodes? Yes, we have another guest on, a guest, a notable guest. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I should have thought of a way to introduce him before I started speaking. We said we were going to have James Budworth as a guest on a previous episode, but he never actually, we haven't actually ever had him over, have we? No, I did actually um, trail that and anyway. just it turned out to be like, also we did, you know, yeah. that, that... No, we, we, could still, we could still do it, I'm sure. Uh, but, yeah. yeah, it just didn't happen because um, he said we were going to rearrange it for after Christmas. It hasn't happened yet. We were, we were going to rearrange, let's rearrange it for the new year, he said, and then things happened yeah. and it's I mean it's still the new year to be technically yeah but it was a good three months of re I had to re you know you only turn your computer off and it takes a long time to start up again <laughs> that's yeah. what my brain mm. but next week on we have the assistant comment editor from the Telegraph Madeline Grant who yes we can both agree is a good guest to have on that should be interesting. And this <laughs> is not a joke, by the way. sufficient quality. Yeah, it's not. This isn't a joke. We are like unless there's cancellations, which we'll put on Twitter. That's not happening. Just to be clear. Yeah, she. Yeah, next time she's got Madeline it in a diary. On, she said yeah. so. That's not. A, we're not lying this time. <laughs> I, I, I did yeah. listen to. Our, remember our Christmas episode? I think we end up so pissed. We were saying, "Oh, was it New Year's?" We were just introducing all kinds of guests. I mean, there was yeah Arnold Schwarzenegger at one point. I remember. But mm-hmm. no, Madeline mm-hmm. Grant. Racist. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> What's racist? <laughs> saying that is racist or he's racist. Sorry, sorry. Madeline Grant, uh, assistant commentator, uh, is, will be on the next uh, podcast, which will be out in two weeks. Okay. Follow us on Twitter at, un- at UnravelPod. There we go. And we're on Facebook. At UnravelPod. We're on Facebook too. Go on. Go on. Give us a follow. As ever, ever, I would like to say, you know, just like take care of each other and tell the people you are taking care of to also take care of the next people that they come into contact with. And if you're feeling anxious about getting out there, just get out there. Go on. Go on. Yeah, get outside and get... Get some sunshine on your face and go to a pub or hairdressers or whatever it is you want to do. Try it. Yeah, get your fucking haircut. Get your fucking haircut. It looks ridiculous. Mine's really, really grey. I can't wait to get mine cut really short so I don't have to look at all the grey hair. Terrible. Excellent. Bye. Goodbye.